Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best. Damn. Nation. Let me talk to you. Yeah. What's happening? Good to see y'all beautiful faces. We are the best damn wrestling podcast. Thank you for watching us. You can be anywhere in the world, but you ain't you right here watching your boys. My name is Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. Uh, we call him the Sultan of Spices. Senor Fuego himself. The pastry pimp. Your boy, Chef. Showtime. What's happening? What's good? What's good? How you guys doing today? Oh, man. Blessed and highly favored, as the old folks will say. Uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday in the neighborhood. Uh, good to see you, Chef. Uh, and next, we have the boss of all bosses. Some people call him the final boss. He is the ultimate entrepreneur, a jack of all trades, the one and only resident villain of the best damn wrestling podcast, the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast, the dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast, LP. It's in the building. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Oh, man. Oh, Good to see y'all, fellas. Uh, like I said before, we are the best damn wrestling podcast. Thank you for watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you're in Radio Land listening to your boys on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, you can watch the best damn wrestling podcast, man. Uh, check out your boys, man. We got some good stuff going on. Fellas, let me go around the table real quick. LPZ, what's happening? Excuse me. Sorry, it's been a long oh, day. He can't, he can't even talk without getting the yarn out first. I know he's tired. <laughs> oh, long day, long day, man. Just, just out here trying to make it work. Oh man, how is the uh, the fashion show going along, my brother? Oh, it's going, man. It's, it's, it'll be here before I know it. So I, I, I got, I got to press the gas on getting everything ready. Yeah, man, you're going to go to sleep, and then the next day you're going to be waking up on stage. So it's going to be time. It's going to be go time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that's awesome, man. Chef, showtime. What is happening, my brother? Hey, Mo, same old working and taking care of kids. That's all I do. Oh, man. Working and taking care of children—that's what I'm talking about. Um, it's good to see y'all, fellas. Uh, I salute both of y'all, black men, black fathers, doing your thing. You know what I mean? Growing the family, doing things how it's supposed to be done. Uh, and fellas, you know we got to go ahead and get into it, man. It's been a 
wild ass weekend in wrestling, Jack. Uh, this weekend, we saw the Elimination Chamber. I have to say that this was one of the better pay-per-views that we have, have seen in a long time where every match across the board for me delivered in a lot of ways. Uh, fellas, we have to do it for every major event. We got to go back to school and give the Elimination Chamber a great... Excuse me, class. Class. Shut up! Wow! Man, let me go to Chef Showtime over there in the kitchen, man. A being excellent, F being failing. What grade would you give Elimination Chamber? Mm. This year, I would have to give it a C. It could have been way better. The matches, yes, a C. Man, that's it, Boy, you are a stern teacher, sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you must you must have taught in in the worst public schools, boy. <laughs> oh man, what didn't you like about the show? What, what improvements did you think the show should have had? It didn't have the impact like the other elimination chambers. This one was kind of dry. You feel me? When it was like, okay, for instance. When Bray Wyatt said, whoever win the match, she'll run. Okay. Me in my head thinking, ooh, he queen pop up and fuck somebody up. Excuse my language. But it didn't happen. It is just, then I thought on Monday, they gonna pop up again. You're like, oh, he, he can wait till Monday. It didn't happen. Yeah, this has been dry. The rioters need to be fired like LBB said. Fire them. <laughs> Right, <coughs> oh man, that's oh that's a little stern, man. Uh let me go over to the PE teacher. Let me see what PE teacher gonna give uh <laughs> the uh the show man. Uh LPC man, what'd you think about Elimination Chamber? What grade would you give the show? I to be honest, I am I'm, I'm I'm with Jeff. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I will give it a plus. And the only reason why I say that because everything was pretty much predictable. The, mm. the, women, the women money in the banks, you knew Oscar was going to win. There was no question. <laughs> I never thought Carmelo was going to win by no chance. But Carmelo was not going to go to WrestleMania. Um, I was most, a little scared there for a second. I was, uh, I was, it, was, it was a little, little piece of me that was like, man, I hope Carmelo don't win this thing, man. Because I kind of felt she was going to sneak it out. Um, but go ahead. Oscar was the only one that made money. I mean, that makes that makes sense money-wise or business-wise. Uh, the, 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 the men money in the bank, I kind of felt like Austin Theory was going to win. I, now, Logan Paul, that surprised me. I didn't. I don't think nobody saw that coming. Um, from what I understand, they wanted Logan Paul with John Cena, but Logan, Logan ain't ready for John Cena. Something like John Cena said Logan wasn't 
Logan wasn't ready for him or something like that. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't read anything about it. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, Cena didn't want to wrestle Logan Paul. So that's why they put Logan Paul with Seth. Uh, the, the main event was good. Uh, I, I really think the Sammy versus Roman match was great. Um, I don't think they could have did it any better. Uh, I can't get a pay-per-view A, though, because much like Chef said, as always, nothing was really resolved. But my biggest thing was WWE once again crapping on the fans. Like, there's no way Roman, there's no way Roman and Cody is going to have that energy. I don't care what nobody said. People been saying I've been crazy when I said that wrestling group. There's no way Cody and Roman is going to put on that match like Sammy and Roman did. It's no freaking way. Well, well, uh, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you my grade, and then we're gonna go ahead and get into it and break down Elimination Chamber match by match, man. I would lean into a different direction, fellas, man. I got to give Elimination Chamber a A. I thought that was one of the better Elimination Chamber matches. Uh, the card, every card was was good. I didn't see a lot of botches. It was a lot of ebb and flow to flow to the match. Um, there was some interesting matchups and uh, hot spots within both the men's and the women's elimination chamber match. Um, Bobby versus Brock was a really good match. I'm not even mad at the ending. I know a lot of people online were mad at the Bobby versus Brock ending. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get into it and talk about that, but I wasn't mad at the ending because you got to have something that sets up for WrestleMania. Uh, and if if they're going Brock and Bobby for WrestleMania and in some type of a, a stipulation match, like a cage match or something like that, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but I thought Brock versus Bobby was pretty good. The Judgment Day versus uh, Edge and Beth was a sleeper match. That match was good. It was great storytelling, man. I, I thought that match had really good storytelling. Uh, and then you the United States uh, Championship Men's Elimination Chamber match was really good. I, I really liked the matchups in there. I liked how you had, you know, two powerhouses and Bronson Reed and Damian Priest. And then you had the smaller wrestlers, faster wrestlers and, uh, and, and Seth and, and Johnny Gargano. And then Montez Ford put on a show. And then ultimately, Austin Theory kind of rolled out with the wind band. But, you know, I thought that was a great match also. So I got to, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a little biased on this. I think that the Elimination Chamber was probably one of the better Elimination Chamber matches that I remember seeing. Uh, the matches itself for the men and women's. And then the overall event, I got to give it an A. I don't really see a... a, a I don't have a, a lot of critiques on it. And I think the thing that kind of takes it over the, the the rim for me was the Roman versus Sami Zayn match, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into that one. Fellas, what did you think about Roman versus Sami? I'm going to go LP. Uh, just like I said before, it was it was a good match. They that's one of the best matches Roman has had. Uh, I, I would say against anybody since he's been the Trevor Chief. I, I, 
I, it was several times when I was like, ooh, ooh. Like, I literally, several times, I thought they was about to give it a penny. Like, when I watch wrestling now, most of the time, I can tell when something about to happen. You know, I've been watching wrestling too long. And I don't get engulfed in the bullcrap. But, like, there was a couple of times I really thought they was going to give it to Sammy. So, and Sammy put on the hell of a match. Um, I don't think I don't think it could have gotten no better than that. Like that was a that opportunity was better for for Roman to lose that belt than when it was for uh, Hugh McIntyre. Mm-hmm. This this was this was the moment because there is whenever Roman loses the belt now, it won't come nowhere close to that energy. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. Even if it was Sammy now, it still is not gonna get that that energy and that vibe that that man got. Um, and it still continue to tell the story, you know, moving on. Uh, KO, my boy, but take the way they, they, the way they changed the KO in the story now is kind of like crazy because Sammy did all this for you and now you pretty much saying kiss your kiss, your, kiss, your, kiss my ass. But he pretty, he pretty much told Sammy to get, go find your friend Jay Uso, you know that was that was very interesting too. Go ahead. But I get it because let's look at it as a real life situation. Just like he said, man, you watched me get beat down not too long ago. You think I forgot about that? You know, a reference everybody forgets week to week. Mm-hmm. I do that to KO. Like, hey man, I ain't forgot that. Like, y'all, they had beat me. I'm dookie in my pants because I'm getting beat so bad. You think I'm supposed to forget that? Because we fooled again now. So I do like that on how KO, because that's something I would have did. Like, bro, don't think I forgot. Like, we ain't cool because they champ for us. We ain't, no, 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 no. So I do like that aspect of it, but I just think it changes now because where does Sammy go now? It's Sammy like, I'm on my own. So let me, let me get the the thing. Or, you know, where does it go from here is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. Storyline-wise, this match delivered on all cylinders. This is probably one of the best matches that I've seen Roman Reigns in and Sami Zayn. This is, I think, I don't know how this gets any better for Sami Zayn unless Sami Zayn wins at Mania somehow interjects himself into the match. That crowd was nuclear hot. In wrestling, you have the six men and there's always the crowd. And certain cities have a reaction to wrestling. Uh, we were just talking a few minutes ago how AEW is here in, in Phoenix and you know we, we're doing the podcast now, but me and Chef was like, man, we, we kind of wanted to go and check it out because I've never been to an AEW event. And I want to really compare it to a WWE event and see how the, the energy is because the crowd really makes the show. At the Elimination Chamber, the crowd made every match that much higher. And that's why I, I think I graded it at eight because you don't get crowds like that everywhere you go. You don't get crowds like that for every major pay-per-view. That that was the one of the best crowds that I've seen, man. And they were all chanting Sammy Zayn's name 
They were saying F you Roman. 17,000 people were saying F you Roman. I haven't seen Roman discombobulated by the fans throwing him off since his early runs as champion when they were saying F you Roman. I think he had a flashback in the ring. Because you can see his face. It was like, F me? F, F me? I've been a champion for three years. F me? I put all the butts in seats. I put every single one of these butts in these seats. F me? No. <laughs> uh, I think that shook Roman a little bit. And you're right, LP. There was some moments within that match, man, where it looked like Sami Zayn was going to pull off the win. Uh, all around the board, it was great storytelling. <laughs> and I think at the beginning of the match, they let the fans chant and roar and scream for like four minutes and 14 seconds before they even touched. And then as soon as they touched, the whole place just erupted. Oh, man. Like, I haven't seen like that, nothing like that since probably Rock versus Hogan or Cena versus Rock. Um you know, even Brock and Roman got a they got a great reception when they was in the ring, but they they didn't stand there for four minutes before they even touched. And the fans were into it. And I was kind of like, all right, time to wrestle, y'all. Let's go. But at the same time, as a fan, I was I was just I was just struck in awe, man, by the fans and their passion, man. And you can see that both Roman and Sammy were affected by that in a lot of ways. Like I said, you don't really get fans and crowds like that all the time. And you're right. I don't know where where that goes from now. I don't know how they continue the story. Other than the downfall of the bloodline, which I don't want to see. I want to see the bloodline continue to do things that be dominant, maybe add two, one or two more members uh, and, and keep on pushing. But if this is going to be the downfall of the bloodline, I'm more interested in that and seeing Sami Zayn on screen versus a Cody right now. And I know we talked about that on last podcast. So we got to talk about where to set the, where does Sami Zayn go? And then we got to talk about, you know, the obvious Roman versus Sami coming up. Chef, I mean, excuse me, uh, Roman versus Cody, my fault. Chef, what did you think about Roman versus Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber? I know you gave the whole entire event a C, but as far as that match is concerned, how did you feel about that match? The only reason why I got a seat it was because of that match. That, it was that one in the in the, in the females elimination chamber. That's, that's why they got a seat. But the Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns match was awesome. You can give it a D. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like them two matches. Made just made it better. Like Sammy gave it his all. They, like you said, it was sometimes I thought Sammy like Sammy about to win this. Yeah, like that wouldn't be good for the company to let Sammy win at the moment of time right now. And I'm like, yeah, but it was always a like yes, no, yes, no. But it was. Man, it, it, is it bad for the company if Sammy win though? I think it's better for the company. It will be because they gonna lose a lot of money because of pumping up that. Cody Rose and Roman Reigns match. You know, everybody want to see the tribal chief get his ass on by Cody Rose because he's a comeback kid. 
I'm, uh, I, I think I really feel like Sammy is a bigger draw. Let's be honest. We're talking about wrestling fans. We're not talking about people that don't watch wrestling. The people who have been invested in this storyline want to see a payout. And if you've been invested in this storyline, they're already in week. When was they're already in another week? And Roman hasn't even been face to face with Cody yet. There is nothing about Cody still talking to Paul Heyman. There is nothing about nothing Cody can do within what is WrestleMania a month away, maybe six weeks possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nothing. It is nothing. It's like I've been arguing with the other group. And people be like, oh, they doing storytelling. It's about Cody coming back. It's about blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. Who cares? <laughs> I go back and watch wrestling all the time on Peacock. And I just, I just watch old Raws. I let Raws play. So I watch, and I watched Royal Rumble the other day back when, when Cody was, uh, what was it, Stardust? Stardust. Or whatever. Cody had, he, Cody had opportunity, opportunity to get better. He just was a mid-carder. That ain't, that, that ain't their fault. That was... Cody doesn't have a personality to be a main star. Let's be perfectly honest. Even Cody now, Cody was the man in AEW, but does he is he really a bigger star? He's more known, but is he really does he really have a mic game? Cody, Cody I like Cody, but Cody Cody, Cody, Cody does have a mic game. I have I have to put some respect on Cody's name. I, I think in AEW, I wasn't a big fan of of Cody's mic game. Or even before in WWE, but now Cody can stand out there and talk for an hour and make you passionate and emotional. He can he can draw emotions from the fans. He has it. He can work, and we talked about it before. If you if if this is a business and you're picking the representative or the face of your business, are you going? I'm going with somebody who can represent. The business, bring in new fans, go on different media outlets and look good in the suit and can wrestle and be believable. Cody is that, is that Cody is that guy. And I hate to say it, but I don't if if after Roman, if it's not listen, if it's not Sammy, if it's not Cody, if it's not Drew, if it's not Brock, if it's not Bobby, if it's not Gunther, Austin Theory. Or Seth freaking Rollins. In- I mean, you got. Go ahead, go ahead, Chef. Go ahead. I'm Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'm fighting for Bray. Bray Wyatt could be, but I think that this story, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This whole Uncle Howdy thing is bringing down Bray Wyatt's star. Yeah. Am I tripping? I told, I said it, I said it, I said it before. And then somebody talking about uh, they, Bobby Lashley about to bring back the Hurt Business so he can fight uh, Uncle Howdy and break. He don't need nobody <laughs> to fight Bo Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Howdy, I'm not even afraid of Uncle Howdy. I would try his ass. <laughs> Uncle Howdy is not threatening him at all. <laughs> I, you know, seeing him in the ring last week, the, the mystery is over. Like, there is nothing threatening about Uncle Howdy. They should have let Bray do his thing by himself. Like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, to go back to what you said, to go back to what you said while I go to all that stuff you said about looking good in the suit and blah, 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 blah. That stuff doesn't always count because 
when Brock was champ, Brock didn't do none of that stuff. You ever seen Brock in a suit? Brock, no, you ever seen you know, Brock was a different type of animal because I, Brock. I'm talking about, but I'm talking about about, about what we saying. But like, let's not act like Sammy. Sammy would be a different kind of champ. Sam, Sammy is more of who you go for because it's an underdog champ. Sammy, Sammy is the one that he want that. He's a fan he favorite. Right. Don't like to give it to the to who the fans want. The fans want him. Cody, Cody's a you know Cody got a suit on. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Cody's born. I'm sorry. I don't want to be the one that bust any bubbles. But Co- Cody Rose, is, he ain't funny. Sammy is funny. Cody ain't funny. If and Cody does a good promo, if he using his daddy, if he using his family stuff, you take. Tell me I'm wrong. If you take out him bringing up his dad for the uncle, he's about to his brother and show up. Oh, who knows? If you take that part out of Cody, man. Um, you know what? I hate, I hate, I hate to admit <laughs> that you're right. It's in a lot of senses. <laughs> You know, when I see Cody on TV, I, like I'm happy. I like his interest. You know, I think all the fans love his interest, man. And then, uh, you know, I listen to Cody, and I like Cody. But you're right; it's hard for me to really get emotionally invested into Cody Rose, even though he puts on great matches, even though he has really good storytelling now because he has some writers and. You know, everybody's always making it personal about his daddy, man. And that's the thing that, you know, he wants to be able to stand out from his father and his brother and make a legacy for himself. And he's he's done that. I think that him starting AEW and showing that he can do uh, things on a high level, just like his daddy did. I thought that was I mean, that's impressive. You know, I mean, he really. Uh, helped a lot of other wrestlers that otherwise would not be wrestling right now if it wasn't for him starting AEW. You know what I mean? Uh, so he kind of proved himself on that standpoint. Uh, he proved himself in that ring by la- you know by winning the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Uh, he he proved himself in that ring against that uh, in in the Hell in the Cell match with Seth freaking Rollins last year, man. Um, so nobody's doubting his abilities and what he can do, but you're right. I had to think about Sammy as a champion. And if I'm, if I am promoting wrestling, Sammy is the perfect catalyst to go on a lot of different media outlets and be charming and be funny and give a great interview. Uh, and I can, I can see a lot of late night hosts having fun with Sammy Zayn because Sammy Zayn does not look like a wrestler. That's the thing. Sammy does not look like a wrestler. It looks like it. I, I feel like I could beat Sammy ass. <laughs> yeah, even though he's been fighting all his life, I feel like I can beat Sammy ass by the way he looks. I think I'm bigger than Sammy. I could probably whoop Sammy ass. But realistically, Sammy is crafty. So, you know what I'm saying? I might go for a punch and he might kick me in the nuts or something, and then I'm down for the count. I can't, you know, you know what I'm saying? He gone, he done stole my wallet, my keys, and everything. So, Sammy doesn't look like your typical wrestler, but he has a charm about him that the fans gravitate to. And now upper management is gravitating to. 
And eventually, Hollywood is going to gravitate to. And Sammy is that star player, man, because every time Sammy is on my screen, I laugh, I smile, I cry. I feel some type of emotion because Sammy leaves it all in the ring and he lets you feel his emotion. There's only a few wrestlers that gets you emotionally involved in what they're doing. And Sami Zayn is one of those guys. And like I said, I've been praising Sami Zayn for a long time. Everybody is on the Sami Zayn train. Like I said, welcome aboard. I'm your captain to the Sami Zayn train. Uh, thank you. Uh, make sure that you uh, sanitize your hands and take all your trash, put it in trash can when you leave the train. I love Sami Zayn. He is funny. He is entertaining. And you're right, LP. I think Sammy can put on the suit and carry the company. But if I'm Triple H, is this the right time to put the belt on Sammy? Is this the right time to put the belt on Cody? And is this the right time to strip the belt away from the biggest box office draw in wrestling history, being Roman Reigns? Yeah, but is Roman is Roman the biggest draw because of Roman, or did Roman become the biggest draw once Sammy joined the bloodline? Let's rewind a little bit. Let's look back when Roman first came back and he became the heel of property, and him and Jay had that thing going back and forth. People still were born Roman heavy. Roman was not Roman was not liked, and he was still getting hated on. Blah blah blah. Once you incorporated Sammy into the bloodline. That made the bloodline likable. People did not like the bloodline until Sammy came. And then that started making people cheer for Roman because you were cheering for the bloodline because of Sammy. Again, I do a, I, I do a lot of stuff when I'm at the house working on my computer, just looking at old stuff. Like really, you take Sammy, never join the bloodline. They were no, there will not be nowhere. There would just be, there'll be another judgment day, another heel fact. Sammy elevated the bloodline to make the fans. Watch the, when the fans were cheering for the bloodline, the bloodline still technically are heels. They never became faces, but they were getting cheered because of Sammy. Now Sammy gone. Now it's like F.U. Roman and ain't nobody feeling the bloodline. Sammy was a major part of Roman being Roman because before then ain't nobody cheering Roman now because Sammy gone but they were cheering Roman not too long ago because of Sammy like I, I I give Sammy a lot more credit than I think people give him I'm not gonna say he created Roman by no means but Roman would not be where Roman is at right now I'll tell you another thing too Roman has gotten better on the mic but it ain't like Roman got that much better on the mic Roman don't have they talk on the mic Roman sit there Say little stuff. Say little stuff. Like he's not killing it. He ain't cutting no killer promos. Feeding off of Sammy in that ring. I'm telling you, Triple H. They are afraid to take it from Roman. I don't know why, but that was. You ain't never gonna have. You ain't never have a better opportunity for Roman to lose that belt. Because now, whenever he loses, it's gonna be on some. It's gonna be on some stuff. But even if Cody was to win. Which I don't think Cody's gonna win. I don't really think he's gonna win, but I, money in the bank, I guess, is gonna decide some stuff and people can start freaking out. But I just, if you don't give it to Sammy now, when can you give it to him? Never. Never. 
I don't I don't see it. I mean, it, and to be honest with you, and, and like we're talking storyline wise, off the heels of the one of the greatest storylines in WWE hell in wrestling history. You have the perfect opportunity to make that transition. Now, this is the thing. It depends on. I'm a, and I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck, and we're gonna talk business for a second. Because whoever is the face and champion of the company, that matters with the sale of the WWE. I'm gonna I'm 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 take it off of kayfabe real quick, and I'm gonna keep it business. If I'm Vince McMahon, I have a champion who is the largest uh, crowd drawer that I've had since John Cena, since Dwayne The Rock Johnson, since Stone Cold Steve Austin since The Undertaker. Roman Reigns is the biggest drawer that I have. Worldwide, everyone knows who Roman Reigns is. If I'm Vince McMahon, I am not going to give the belt to Sami Zayn at the cusp of me selling my my business for nine billion dollars. I don't think that matters. That does matter. I don't think it, I, that I, does I, matter. If you, for instance, for instance, for instance, if you pay. For a concert ticket, you want to you going to see Rihanna, for instance. You see all of the openers, and then right before oh Rihanna had to go to another concert, you gonna be pissed, even though you see you got all that great talent, all the music was good, but the person you you had bought the ticket to see. The person that everybody came there to see thought that another company was more important. I get, I get it. I mean, I, I, I get you. I definitely get your point. But I think it boils down to who buys it. Let's say because I think people don't forget. <laughs> I still think Saudi Arabia is buying it. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't talk about it. Ain't nobody talking about it. But if Saudi buys it and they start making these women. Dress differently, and <laughs> we, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> We're not talking about the elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia is still at the precipice of buying this. Also, I think Disney is still interested in buying the WWE very I much. Think I, I think it's gonna be more Saudi than Disney. I know Disney like to own everything, but I just really, I really feel like it's gonna be Saudi. So let's say Saudi buys it. And first of all, let me give you, I'm gonna give you some credit. Chef, we got Chef and Chef is gonna have to eat it too. Number one, those shorts that Liv Morgan had on this past pay per view. Oh my God. <laughs> no, never, never <laughs> Liv Morgan did her thing at Elimination Chamber. That's just, I'm gonna be honest. She did her thing at Elimination Chamber. But let's say the Saudis take over and the women can't dress like that no more. You think some fans, you think that's not going to affect stuff? So who buys it, what they do will affect the business way more than who the champ is. Like, first of all, mm -hmm. if the Saudis buy it, 
Sammy probably gonna be gone any damn way. He probably ain't gonna, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna work for those and, and other people too. Yeah. So that that whoever buys that company is going to affect even if it's Disney. Hell, Disney's so woke and who who knows what they're gonna do. So I'm trying to enjoy wrestling as it is now because when whoever buys it, there's gonna be some major changes in the wrestling. WWE wrestling might not be the same no more. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, whoever buys the WWE is definitely going to affect the product, and I hope that they don't change things too much. You know, I, you know, even if everybody is on board with new changes and it changes for the better, you still are imp- implementing a new system or new people into your system that you already have. And one change can throw off everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can you can make a move uh, and lose millions and millions of dollars and followers. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line, but I hope that he doesn't sell it to, you know, to the Saudis, because that, I mean, that, I don't know what that would look like for the product. I don't know what that would look like for the fans. And I don't know what that would look like for the wrestlers who, um, quite frankly, I, you're right, it's going to look different for the women. It's going to look different for a lot of people, uh, depending on whoever the buyer is. So like I said, your champion, whoever you have at the forefront of the company, does matter. It all it absolutely does matter. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, if all of a sudden... You got Otis, and he won the championship. Now you rocking with Otis. Now you, <laughs> you know. So you got to see. All right. Well, is he champion material? Can I build a company off of this guy? Um, I think Cody Rose is one of those guys. And now that we talked about it, and I didn't see it at first, and I, I mean, a lot of people don't see it, but Sami Zayn could very well be a great representative for the WWE. We talked about Big E. And how great uh, of a representative Big E was, even though I did not like Big E's championship reign. I like what he stood for. I like the outlets that he was going to. I like the things that he was saying about WWE and building up the product. But I was not a big fan of his run. I got to be honest with you. I think he could have did more. I think they missed the ball on a lot of stuff with Big E um, being a champion at the time before he got hurt. Um, but the Roman versus Sammy was very emotional. It was one of the best storylines that I've saw, I've seen. And like we said, man, if, if, if you're going to pass it off, pass the build off, um, that crowd in Montreal, that was the, the best way to do it. Just like, you know, in Cardiff, uh, for Drew McIntyre at that clash at the castle when he fought Roman, that was a great opportunity to pass it off because those fans were so so hot, man. And I don't know if Sammy will ever get another pop like that. Yeah. They owed it. They owed it to Montreal. They could they yeah. could have did that, and they never would have brought up the food draw again. Yeah. I don't. I think. I think. I think this kind of. I mean, the screwdriver is still there because that's a famous, something famous to happen. But I think this story will, moving on. I think this story and the story of Montreal as a as a, a venue and as a crowd and as a as a wrestling uh, hub. 
I think the story and the narrative will start to change a little bit. And I think that WWE will have a lot more events in Montreal because, like I said, you don't get a lot of crowds like that. And that crowd was hot for every single match. Let's go into uh, Bobby versus Brock real quick. Um, I want to see what you guys thought about the Bobby versus Brock match. Let me go Jeff Showtime. Uh, how did you feel about the baby, uh, excuse me, the Bobby, I said baby, the Bobby versus Brock uh, match? And did you like the ending that they gave you, or do you feel like they missed or dropped the ball on that? Uh, I feel they dropped the ball on that match. I mean, I just, they should have made it more hard hitting because it's two giants. They compared each other to Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, the Almighty versus the Beast. It should have been a brutal match. The ending was horrible. You feel me? That was just dumb. Like, blow, blow. Do you, do you want to beat you up? Come on now. I, I don't like stuff like that. It makes wrestling boring. When when Brock started to fade, he could not break out of the hurt lock. I was like, something's about to happen. <laughs> I just felt it. I just felt I was like, something's about to happen. It's about to be some bullshit, and it's going to be a continuance. And that's what happened. But like I said, I wasn't mad at it because, you know, Bobby uh, again asserted his dominance over Brock Lesnar. I feel like, honestly, Bobby Lashley has nothing to prove to anyone anymore. I think Brock was his ultimate test to see if if he actually could compare himself or even stack up to the fame and the allure that Brock Lesnar has. Bobby put it it all on the line every single match. And like I said, I think Brock Lesnar was Bobby Lashley's ultimate test to see if he still has it. I think ultimately uh, Roman Reigns will be Bobby's biggest test. You know what I'm saying? Star-wise and everything. If Bobby and Roman somehow was able to lock up. Um, but right now, I don't think that Bobby has anything to prove to anybody. He is a top tier talent and uh, he has definitely uh, separated himself from Brock Lesnar. LP, do you think that Bobby has anything to prove and what did you think about the Bobby versus Brock Lesnar match? Um, yeah, yeah, Bobby definitely don't got nothing to prove. He don't, I mean, yeah, he don't prove it even before now. Um, I thought the match was horrible. Um, I think the reason why the match was like it is and people just don't want to admit it, Brock is lazy. Brock no longer wants to have a match like that. Brock is going to come in and he knows that match. All they did was free each other. F5, they just did a big move. Like, Brock before, Brock versus Kurt Angle or Brock versus... The Rock, or Brock, I, I watched the Triple Threat the other day. It was Brock Lesnar versus, I don't know if you guys remember that. It was Brock versus Seth Rollins versus uh, Johnson. I think it was a Triple Threat for the belt. I think that's what it was. And Brock had the belt. 
Again, I'm telling you, Peacock is the bomb. Just like, get rid of it. Stop going back and watching these old Raws and pay-per-views. But I don't even remember this pay-per-view. But it, it was a pay-per-view with those three fought. That was a hell of a damn match. And I ain't even a John Cena fan like that. But Seth Rollins and John Cena, this had to be like 2015, 2016 pay-per-view. Seth Rollins had the blonde streak or whatever. As a matter of fact, Seth Rollins had the money in the bank to be paid during that damn match. Mm. But I say all that to say this. Brock used to wrestle. Like Brock now, Brock is barely even throwing fists. Brock is going to get in there and jump for his moves. And this heat, I don't even think he has cardio anymore. I don't think Brock can go 10 minutes. So me personally, I don't want to see them for Mania no more. I I have wanted to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for years. I no longer want to see it now because Bob, Bobby is there. Bobby gonna go. Bobby is in shape. Brock mm. is not. If Brock is not gonna be Brock, I don't want to see it no more. And I think they're gonna have Brock and Brock and Bobby gonna team up. They'll fight the wide six. I'm like, now that would be more of injury if they made them two team up and fight the wide six. I didn't see something, something got a pop for WrestleMania. Ray Wyatt versus Bobby Lash for WrestleMania. I don't care about that. That's, that's not something that's gonna get me excited. Because to be honest, Bray Wyatt hasn't been looking that great in the ring either. So I think yeah. there's a lot of things that people gotta start looking at. Like Bray hasn't had a good match since he's been back. Can he still go? Because he has. Um I just really think Brock is not gonna put it all. No matter no matter what Brock. Brock is gonna be bare minimum. Give me my money. And I'll see you guys later. Yeah, Brock, Brock is Brock, Brock is very uh, bare bones, bare minimum. Uh, when you realize you don't have to do a whole bunch, I mean, a whole bunch to, to be able to get over with the fans and to be able uh, to come in and, and call your shots when you come into the company. I mean, yeah, if I had it like Brock, I wouldn't wrestle hard either. I'm not doing no high bumps and no crazy stuff. Flipping off the top of the rope like I used to. I'm not. I'm not taking no unnecessary bumps if I don't have to. I'm gonna come in, kick ass, and then leave. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, I think one of the one of the best and 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 most memorable promo segments. Uh, and we didn't talk about it, man, because we had ran out of time on the show. But uh, Brock and Bobby when they had this shape before, and Brock and Ken went to the ring. Was like, you know what? Lately, the only thing I can really think about is Bobby Lashley. You know what I'm saying? I go to the bathroom, I think about Bobby. I go to eat breakfast, I think about Bobby. I go to bed with my wife. Five hours later, I think about Bobby. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think that was a funny uh, segment from Brock Lesnar, and we've been having Cowboy. I, I love Cowboy Brock. I'm gonna be honest with you. Cowboy Brock is where it's at, man, because you know he has a character now, other than this this unstoppable beast <laughs> that shit come in to destroy stuff. I love to hear Brock talk now, man. Even though it's it's few and, and far between, and some of his words are, are very short. You know, what I mean, I like Brock, uh, Cowboy Brock on the mic. Um, so, 
do I want to see Bobby versus Brock Lesnar again? Maybe in the cage, but uh, to be honest with you, I think Omos just challenged Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I'm not sure what that's going to look like or even if they're going to have that match. I didn't even know I needed to see that until now, uh, to be honest with you. But I think I think you alluded to a last podcast, LP. I think I really want to see Gunther versus Brock. I'm interested to see how that would really turn out. And I think that would be a great test for Gunther. And also, you know, to put Brock I think he'll push he'll push Brock to the break, man. I think that'll be a really hard hitting, really good match. And I want to see how Brock takes him through the chop. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think this I don't think this version of Brock can beat him. If you want to keep it a book. Now the old now the old Bobby, of course they're gonna, you know, they'll make it look how they make it look. This version of Bobby, I mean this Bobby version of Brock, 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 yeah. He can't, he can't and that's another thing we haven't really been talking about. We talk about Roman all the time. They ain't got no challenges for Gunther. <laughs> Gunther ran out. Who the hell? Mad Cat Moss? Who was it? Mad Cat Moss? It was about? Mad Cat Moss. Yeah, that just yeah. I didn't watch that match. He knew damn well he won't about to lose that belt. You know, Mad Cat Moss. I mean, Mad that Cat was kind of pushed him to the limit. I mean, the match was kind. Of, I'm gonna be honest with you. The match was boring to me. But Madcap kind of, you know, he hung in there with Gunther, man. He hung in there with Gunther a little bit. Um, let's go ahead and, and switch over, man. I want to talk about the Judgment Day uh, members Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley taking on Edge and Beth Phoenix. The great couple, I thought that that, that was a great match. All the way around, soggy-ass Dominic. Kept getting into the match and then the fan I was cussing at the TV, telling him to sit his soggy ass down and why the ref ain't kick him out a long time ago. Um, I thought that both Beth and Edge looked great in the match. Beth looked stronger than ever. She could hang with Rhea. Uh, they were going back and forth. I thought it was a great match, man. It was one of my sleeper matches for the night because I didn't know how I was going to feel about that. I thought we were going to be tired of Edge and Beth versus Judgment Day, but I think this match delivered in in a lot of ways that people weren't really weren't looking at, uh, to be honest with you. So I thought that was a good match. LP, what did you think about Judgment Day and Edge and Beth? I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. I wish they would have did it earlier when people were fully invested, and I kind of think people are getting a little tired of it now. Like, I'm, I'm tired of Edge and Jimmy. Like, I was glad that Edge had a title shot uh, this past week, but I knew how it was going to end because, <laughs> like, Jimmy, they don't want to mess with nobody else. Like, it kind of was like Edge was trying to move on because that would have been Jimmy Day to start some beef with somebody else. But I'm looking at the roster. And I'm like, who would they really start a beef with? But like, they, that's why that's why I like the they selling when it comes to these storylines because now they ain't, they don't got who who to go to next. I Finn Balor talking about it just getting started, dude. It's been started. We all started. <laughs> please, please stop. Like I don't want to see him. Like the only only person in Germany that I want to see is wrestling would be Dominic because he don't wrestle everybody else. Wrestle Dominic in a cage. Now that would get everybody invested. But 
he don't want none of that, man. He don't want none of that because prison dime and the game, he he's gonna he's gonna make his drop the soap and do some things to him. Uh, it's just the way it is. Prison dime don't play. Prison dime is scary. He got a razor blade under his tongue. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm Edge, I'm gonna stay clear away from that convict. Prison Dom. Uh, <laughs> but you're right though he done beat everybody in judgment day except for Dom I think he had that one match with Dominic which was horrible but this is a different type of Dominic I guess so man we'll see uh, you know what's going on so, what's that it's, it's going to be Dominic Dominic and uh, Finn Valor versus Edge Ray Mysterio Ray Mysterio is going to finally fight Dominic and it's going to start this Friday he ain't got no choice and that's gonna be they gonna build it. They build that for WrestleMania. Either he gonna fight Don by himself, or it's gonna be a tag team for WrestleMania. I mean, if, if Ray is gonna retire, I mean that's that. I guess that's the way that you can pass the torch off. But you know, like I said, I don't care who it is. I, if, if it's my last match and I'm a wrestler, I'm not losing to nobody. Chef, <laughs> what did you think about the Judgment Day versus Edge and Beth? Uh, it was predictable. It was very predictable. You know, like the part when Beth Phoenix head was when Rhea Ripley was standing on Beth Phoenix head on the stairs. I knew she was going to miss. Yeah, you can see that coming. You know, it yeah. was just a very predictable, long and out, boring match with Dominic running around acting like he's a beast. No. <laughs> That yeah, match. man. I mean, I like the match. I thought the match was pretty, pretty decent, man. Uh, for a mixed tag team match, I think there was some really good spots in there. Uh, both uh, Rhea and Beth did power bombs to their male counterparts in the ring. I thought that was great. You know, a great spot that they did together. Um, I always love seeing Beth Phoenix. Too, but to be honest with you. This is the first time that Beth Phoenix has faced anybody of her caliber. Anybody the size of Rhea Ripley. If you guys remember, when Beth Phoenix was wrestling, everybody looked like Carmella. Everybody looked like Liv Morgan without the skill. They, they, they all were like Barbie doll model type chicks. And Beth Phoenix was in there destroying everyone. Beth Phoenix was the second coming to China in who a lot of ways. Who was that big black chick that was back then when Beth Phoenix? She wrestled a couple matches, then she was gone. How big and how black? Are we talking about... Uh, she was big and black. <laughs> she was big and black. Awesome Kong? Was she ever in WWE? Yeah, she was. She got pregnant. She got pregnant or something. And then they thought I, I saw a story or something about it. Awesome Kong. She came in. I think I saw her like for like two shows. And then after that, I didn't see her anymore. And the next time she had popped up was like on like Impact. And then I saw her uh, on the Netflix show Glow. And she was she played uh, Welfare Queen on the show glow if you go back on netflix and watch it's all it's all a, a show about all women's wrestling back in the 80s um and she played this character called welfare queen 
And then after that, she, you know, went back to some of her, uh, her former characters and, and wrestled a little bit. But Awesome Kong, I, yeah, they dropped the ball on Awesome Kong, man. They could have really did some things with her, man. Because after me seeing her on Glow, I'm like, man, she was so much more dynamic than what they gave her. But back in those days, they didn't really give women a lot of opportunities to shine and show their personality and how who they were. They were more interested in the puppies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, got, she got pregnant and they got rid of her because of it. That's messed up too. But you know, <laughs> either way, um, you know they they do not shine a great light on on big women. I hate that WWE doesn't do that. I, like I look at uh, at Dewdrop, and even though you know Piper Nevin went back to her original name, which is Piper Nevin, um, I think that. She really should have just embraced the whole Dewdrop character like she did before instead of trying to change it to a heel character because she had baby face vibes and she it was a it was a small period of time where Dewdrop got pushed to the top of the card and she had, she had a championship match. The fans were behind her. The little girls were getting them behind her. They were buying her merchandise. She had shirts. She looked like she had she the only one that really had some merch that was like doing something other than Becky Lynch. At the, you know what I'm saying, and, and Bianca, uh, and then they kind of dropped the ball on that and turned her into this heel character. And now they were slowly transitioning her over to the Piper Never character that she is now, but they still had the Dewdrop name on it. And I think they missed the ball on the whole Dewdrop character because she could have been a Nia Jax in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? When Nia got the belt and she represented for the big girls all over the world. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, they they haven't been too favorable on on bigger <laughs> wrestling. That's why they've never really pushed um, uh, uh, a Tamina Snooker. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, they've never and Tamina's been pretty. She came in, she was she was pretty and all that. She was uh, managing the Usos. She could wrestle. She came from a family uh, a dynasty. They never put the belt on Tamina other than the tag team belts. And I want to. She was, uh -huh. she was smaller too when she first got there. Yeah, she was smaller. She was a lot smaller. Yes, she was, man. So, well, while we speak about that, let me go over to the Elimination Chamber women's match, man. We had Oscar, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and uh, Raquel Rodriguez, man. That was a hell of a match the women put on. Uh, I thought that was great. And like we spoke about it before, uh, the last two. Uh, contenders in that match with Carmella. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, Carmella and Oscar. And uh, I kind of knew that Oscar was going to pull it off, but Carmella kind of scared me a little bit. She had one or two little seconds when she hit that super kick on Oscar. I was like, ah, please don't say, please say it ain't over. <laughs> please say it ain't over. I cannot deal with Carmella versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. I will not. That is a snooze match. Everybody loses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but man, Oscar pulled out that win. Steph, what did you think about Oscar winning an Elimination Chamber match? And now we have Oscar versus Bianca Belair. Uh, are you excited to see that? And who you got your money on? Yeah. Ooh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I knew Oscar was going to win this one. Because when she went back to the very first Oscar, the old Oscar, 
Yeah, her inner little self came out. Yeah, I, I knew she was going to win that. Like, when I see Carmella doing her little sneaky, her little stuff she always do, sly out the ring, hide, you know. I knew she ain't going to win this one because that that whole match was hard-hitting. Like, uh, Miss Rodriguez putting over up to the cage, the door. That was awesome. You had never seen a female do no stuff like that before. You know, it was, yeah. I would have wanted Smite some more. Other people in it instead of certain people, but eh, it had to be what it is. But it was an awesome match. Yeah, man. LP, what'd you think about the women's elimination chamber match? I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Kevin. <laughs> if you look at everybody in a Carmella's at the bottom of the list, like she didn't do nothing the whole match. Like, come on, I know you're supposed to be a stupid character, but you still gotta do something. Like she didn't do nothing the whole match. And she was the last wasn't she the last person? And I think she was the last person that came out. So I mean, even Nikki Cross, as much as I hate Nikki Cross, at least Nikki Cross was jumping off the top of cages and you know, doing stuff. So that's why I didn't ever have no I didn't never have any doubt in my mind that it was gonna be optimal. Because you you really gotta imagine Bianca versus any one of these females at WrestleMania. This was a pay-per-view of a lower caliber. It could have been any one of them. But WrestleMania, and I really think Oscar would give her the best match. I don't think Oscar can build a story up. I think I will say Carmella would have built the story up a little better because she's a good heel character like that. But she's not on that level. Car- Carmella is not on that level to as a camp. I don't think Carmella would have built the story up because everybody know her whole little thing. She running high. Like when she regular matches outside with Corey Graves out there, she'll run behind Corey. That, that's not going to build a match up for me. That's going to make me like, I don't want to watch this. You know, it's not worth yeah, watching. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think that, uh, well, in this match, fellas, all of these women were former champions except for Raquel. Uh, but Raquel was the NXT Women's Champion for a long period. Actually, she was she was uh, she had a nice little reign before she came over the main roster. But all of these women were former champions, and to see uh, all of them in this match, I mean, I thought that was that was great. Um, obviously, Oscar was the the best choice to be able to have a WrestleMania main event match with Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. But to be honest with you, I would have loved to see Raquel and, and Bianca because I know they they would have put on a banger. They would have really put on a banger. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, but they, they're two baby faces. So, you know, somebody would have had to turn heel. And I think Raquel could have turned heel, but I, you know, Raquel is on baby face lane right now. You know what I mean? So Oscar had a heel turn. Obviously, for story wise, uh, uh, story wise, you want to see uh, a baby face versus a, a bad guy, and the bad guy being Oscar. I want to see Oscar hit uh, Bianca with the with the uh, mist. I want to see Oscar hit some heavy strikes. I don't want no friendly competition. I want is, them to play into each other. Is Oscar a heel? Yeah, they're not, they're not really close. They're not really pushing her as a heel. She's a heel. What would you? What, what else would you call her? She got a new makeup. She got an evil grin. She kicked everybody that was in the match, even her teammates. And then she yeah, had this. She had the mist, the, the blue mist, just dripping down her mouth, looking all evil. That's a heel. She hasn't done anything to me to, to me to call her a heel. She's still getting cheered. 
She's still what doing baby, what baby face? What baby face character have you ever known that did a mist as a finisher and was a baby face? Sajiri and the great Muda both were faces and they they did a mist all the time. Especially the great Muda. The great Muda was what he started. <laughs> you got you got that uh, yeah, uh, you got that one. Yeah, I know my. But, but the mist is, is technically a bad guy move. But the mist, Tajiri, 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 I love the uh the, the kick that he does. He you know, Daniel Bryan and, and the Miz, they do the the it kicks or whatever you call it, the uh the kick to the chest and then the last final kick to the top of the head. The jury did the best kick to the head, man. And I believe that every time that he kicked somebody, he knocked them smooth about. <laughs> you know, uh he was a great wrestler, man, and even though he was of smaller stature, he put on some really great matches that I remember to this day, man. Um, so, you know, wrestlers uh, of, of other nationalities really don't get the credit that they that they deserve. And I think that uh, a character like a great Muda uh, and a Tajiri um, kind of paved the way for Asuka to do what she's kind of doing now, her strong style, and, and uh, being the, the, the next uh, Japanese kind of legend. I'm, I'm not sure if she's Japanese. I think she is Japanese. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to be that next Japanese legend. Uh, Asuka is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. But to be honest with you, I really want to see that match. And I think that Asuka should take the belt off of Bianca. If you're going to do it, do it at WrestleMania. I think, I think they ain't got a choice. Like, Bianca needs to lose that belt in order to get it back. Like, but I don't know. I don't see two title changes happening because Rhea is going to win She's gonna beat Charlotte. It ain't no question about it. She's gonna beat Charlotte because Charlotte gonna get it back. And Charlotte is stacking numbers right now. That's all that's about. Charlotte is gonna lose that belt and get it back. And she'll be number what number would she be on? Uh I wanna say no. I thought she be right right now. She's not 15 right now. She's 14, right? I'm checking now for you. I thought she, she I thought she was what got the fifteen. Okay, yeah, she's gonna definitely surpass that. I mean, even Ric Flair said that recently when he was in the ring that he's looking forward to his daughter surpassing uh his his uh title ring legacy. Um I, and somebody posed that question to John Cena recently, uh one of the last interviews he did, I believe this was last year, and he was like, you know, I, he he wasn't really that interested in beating the record, even though he knows that he's close and he can still uh, at any time come in and, and win and they would give John Cena the belt <laughs> even right now. You know I what I'm saying? Think, I, don't, I don't, I thought about that too because somebody else mentioned that. I don't, it may, again, it's WWE because we've seen Goldberg do it. <laughs> we've seen Goldberg do it a bunch of times. But for right. Cena to come back and let's say beat Roman for the belt, just Everybody would know you're doing it just to keep that number. 
think for the once in his life, John Cena's like, you know what, guys, I could do that, but you know it wouldn't make no sense, and I'm not gonna do it. Because everybody knows Cena was- got a reputation for keeping people down too. Yeah, that was that was an exchange I remember uh, between Roman and and uh, John Cena when they had the back and forth when they were doing the Summer of Cena, and <laughs> Roman Reigns says, "If John Cena wins the belt, if he beats me and wins the belt, then I'm going to lose. I'm going to leave WWE." And he was like, "Wow!" So I think at that point he was like, "All right, the cat's out of the bag," because. Because John Cena won't stand around, and they're not gonna put the belt on John Cena for two weeks and then take it off of him, and just to beat Roman Reigns to take down his 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 storyline uh, that he had going on for so long. That wasn't gonna happen, man. Um, <laughs> I, and I know we keep talking about who's gonna take the belt off from Roman, man, but I'm gonna have to go over to uh, the men's Royal Rumble real quick and finish out the Elimination Chamber. Uh, event uh, where we saw Austin Theory defend his championship inside the ring against Seth Rollins, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, and Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Um, real quick, fellas, what do you guys think about that, Matt? I know that, uh, Jeff, you wasn't too entertained uh, about the whole entire event. Uh, what would you, how, how did you think about that match, and who did you think uh, stepped out in the limelight for the United States Championship Elimination Chamber match. Uh, I seen my I seen Montez stepping out. He was he stepped out a little little bit. He showed his skill. But my whole thing, I wanted I wanted Seth Rollins to win that belt. But you know, you already know it had to be some goofy stuff to make it where he wouldn't win. Like the the Logan Paul. Like that ruined the match for me. Like, yeah. Just to give some uh, some reference to that match, at the very end of the Elimination Chamber match, when most people have been eliminated, you had Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and Montez Ford at the end of that match. Montez Ford put on an awesome performance. He even climbed to the top of the ring, did his Spider-Man pose at the very top, and then dropped. Uh, belly flop onto everyone. It was a great spot. I thought that was really interesting. Montez Ford put on a hell of a performance. Then at the end of the match, uh, he had an interaction with Austin Theory, got thrown through the ropes. Seth Rollins came out of nowhere, stomped his head on the hard platform, uh, and they had to pretty much drag and peel Montez Ford's body off the canvas and help him out. The cage door was open. Obviously, they left uh, time for your boy, um, Logan Paul, to come into the ring, uh, interfere. He did a buckshot lariat to Seth Rollins, knocked him out cold. Then he hit him with a stomp, uh, which his stomp was... I got to get the boy credit. He athletic. stomp looked pretty good, man. He put a little, little sauce on it. Little extra, little extra foot shuffle to it, and then the stomp. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, like I said before, I think they're gonna set up for Seth Rollins versus uh, Logan Paul at WrestleMania. I think that's gonna be uh, the match in question. But uh, LP, did you see anybody who you thought stood out in this match uh, for 
either a title shot or just a standout. Uh, you got Austin Theory, Seth, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, and Johnny Gargano. Who stood out to you? Uh, I, I think Montez Ford is going to get a title shot at WrestleMania, and he's going to win the belt. I could be crazy, uh, but I, I I guess the next pay-per-view, which is what, money? What, what was the next pay-per-view? The next pay per view. You know what? I don't know what the next pay per view is. I haven't even heard of a of a next pay per view. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there will be one. But WrestleMania, to be honest with you, we all we almost in March. You know what I'm saying? You know, March is literally next week. So unless there's another event that's happening in between, then I think it's. Just right now, it's just six weeks to Mania, man. And uh, what do they do? They, they, they don't typically skip a month, though, right? I don't remember. They they really don't. They usually do like a backlash or uh, what is the roadblock or some some little show that they kind of throw in the middle. Uh, but I'm not sure what. I haven't heard any announcements on anything outside of Elimination Chamber. But I'm pretty sure they will do something. I just don't know what it is. Uh, I haven't heard of anything yet. They're going to have to announce it. They're going to have to announce it Friday or Monday. But either way, I kind of feel like because uh, my if Montez doesn't fight for the belt, he won't be in wrestling. Street Profits, I doubt. I doubt the Street Profits are fighting anybody uh, for rest for for Mania, which they should. I mean, Jay and Jay, Jay and them need to have some need to be wrestling somebody at WrestleMania. They haven't said they haven't really geared towards, and I don't want to be Drew McIntyre and damn uh, Sheamus. They shouldn't be wrestling them for that. Not when they got they got too many true uh, tag teams. It's looking like it might be your boy KO and, and Sami Zayn. I don't, and that's I, don't I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that because why? why? Like, because I mean the whole angle of trying to bring down the bloodline. So first it was about bringing down Roman. Now it's about bringing down the bloodline. So if you can bring down the bloodline, then you can get the Roman. I think that's the what kind of angle that they're going at. But right now, uh, it's looking like they're leaning more towards KO and Sami Zayn because where does Sami go? Do you just cut off Sami Zayn's legs right before WrestleMania and he is one of your biggest baby faces? That's what I'm saying. This is this is up in the air, man. Where you you know. When we really trying to see which true direction that they're going to go with it, man. Um, that's why I think money. That's why I think the next pay per view could be money in the bank, even though they ain't announced it. If you're going to do a pay per view before Mania, it got to be money in the bank. That that way you can you can, all the other matches ain't gonna matter, but that money in the bank is gonna matter. Um, yeah. You got to do money in the bank before Mania, and they haven't done it. So I mean, you I guess you don't got to, but Traditionally, they do Money in the Bank before Mania, except for a couple of times they did a Money in the Bank match during Mania. Um, I think I, I want to do that. Yeah, I think I think that's how you get Sammy Sammy back in the picture for the for the for the belt. Uh, but I definitely think Montez Ford uh, is the only one that stood out because I'm not a big fan of Johnny wrestling, but he did he did do a little something. Uh, Austin Theory definitely needs to lose the belt. He's, he's the same person he's doing. Like, I don't know. I just think I'm not impressed by him. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really like the weight differentials within the match. 
And I think uh, when you had a smaller wrestler like Johnny Gargano in the match, they were able to do certain moves and certain things. For instance, when uh, Bronson Reed had uh, Seth Rollins <laughs> in in one arm, and then he had Johnny Gargano in the other arm, and he did a urinagi and threw, picked up Johnny Gargano with one arm and threw him into Seth Rollins. That was interesting. I've never seen that before. I thought that was a dope spot. You can only do that with a smaller wrestler like a Johnny Gargano. Um, so I think a lot of the size differentials where a lot of the wrestlers were a lot smaller, skinnier. They had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, speed and and, 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 and momentum. Uh, and then you had the two big guys. But Damian Priest is freakishly fast. Damian Priest was in there knocking people out. He was knocking teeth out. Uh, <laughs> Bronson Reed obviously was the biggest guy in the match, but I think, like I said, I liked all of those uh, differentials of, of speed and power because it made the match really interesting to watch. All in all, I thought it was great. Um, fellas, let's go ahead and I know we got to end the show quick uh, uh, soon, um, but let's go over to WWE Goes Hollywood, man. We saw some vignettes it's a very interesting uh, Hollywood vignettes where WWE does movie remakes and clips in a way to advertise the event. One of my favorite ones that I saw was Seth Rollins as Joaquin uh, Phoenix's Joker character. Uh, I thought that was absolutely brilliant the way they did it. Seth Rollins, he painted his face, he put on a suit, he was dancing down the steps just like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker character, uh, I thought it was really good. Becky came in uh, like Batman, but I guess she was the man. Um, she put on the, the beat voice. Uh, <laughs> I am Batman. Horrible. And, uh, Horrible. <laughs> yeah. So she, she she grabbed Seth Rollins. She was like, what was all that up there? He was like, oh, I'm just expressing myself. What's with the face paint? It's exfoliating. What's with the deep voice? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought that was really great um, back and forth interaction, man. I would love to see more of these uh, advertising vignettes about WWE going to Hollywood. Um, but that kind of made a little wish of mine come true where I got to see Seth Rollins play the Joker. And he did a great job to the point that I think he could actually do a full movie as a Joker character. Am I am I am I wrong? <laughs> you telling me if anybody had a breakout performance and they went to Hollywood and they played a character and they would be perfect for them? If Seth Rollins played the Joker, I think it would get over. I really think it would get over. I'm sorry, I just think that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you enjoy some of these vignettes that you saw? Uh, WWE going to Hollywood. What y'all think about uh, the Seth Rollins playing the Joker bit? Uh, let me go over to Steph Showtime. Yeah, he, he he did that real good though. That's that shit made me laugh when I watched it because Becky, that deep voice, like I'm going to the man cave. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It, it was real funny. That's it was good. But I think if he did it like a, a super villain, he'd be more good for a riddle, a riddler. He'd be a riddler type. I don't know, man. He did pretty damn good as a Joker, brother. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was that 
that was a that was a top notch performance, and that was just a little <laughs> clip. He looked like the Joker, acted like the Joker, and I really thought he was gonna take out Batman after he got finished dancing. So uh, <laughs> I think I think I think Sam Dan kind of got it, uh, but I thought that was really cool. Uh, LPZ, what did you think about Seth Rollins, man, uh, in the little skit? Yeah, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was cool. It's uh, it was good to see because WWE don't do that kind of stuff no more. Um, if you remember back when they went to Hollywood before, they had a bunch of them. Like they were John Cena and uh, JBL doing a few good men. Undertaker being Dirty Harry. Uh, they had everybody doing the. You talking to me? They had all the people doing that. Uh, what else did they have? I'm trying to remember. They had Booker T and. Um, Eddie Guerrero being Pulp Fiction. Oh, that, that was, that's classic. Yeah. But like now, WWE don't do that kind of stuff no more. So I hope they do other ones and, and don't just do this one time. Um, I think that's one of the things that they lacking now. Giving their stars the opportunity to do stuff like that. Because when you, when this this be mentioning that stuff, we all remember it. Like, that was like, like we had to we had to decide which one was your favorite. Like the right. John, the John Cena, the John Cena and JBL joint was like for real, for real. Like that was acting, you know, when they did that. Um, okay. So I really hope they, they they do more. I don't even know what characters. Like I would like to see Sammy and Roman doing one. Let's be honest, y'all could do that because you know they could. I don't know what movies they could use, but. It's Hollywood. If you want to really build WrestleMania going to Hollywood, they gotta do other ones that they can't really do. They need to start back doing this before. They don't do this no pay views no more. Do you guys do you guys remember when they had the Royal Rumble and the boys like dancing in the street? It's gonna be a rumble tonight. They had a little thing with it. It's stuff they used to do that they don't do no more. And that's part of the energy that WWE gotta get back to, you know, for the fans, especially in today's time. Like, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that they do more. Yeah, man, I I think it brings a different type of energy and excitement to actually wanting to watch the event. And those vignettes is making me, you know, want to really watch the WrestleMania. I'm gonna watch it anyway. But I was in the whole thing. I thought it was great. So I want to see more of those. I know they got more, and they're gonna start unveiling those as the weeks kind of roll on. But that Seth Rollins as the Joker, man, I, I wanted to see that, and I think that was really well done. How they did, how they did the whole thing. Um, that was awesome. Also, fellas, uh, this weekend was a pretty big weekend uh, for the one and only Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We saw the opening season. To the XFL. If you guys remember what the XFL was, it was an alternative football league started by Vince McMahon in the early 2000s. Um, the XFL had a lot of cutting edge things, like a lot of different camera angles and putting cameras, micing up uh, different um, players and the coaches. Uh, they had, you know, uh, <laughs> hey, but hey, to go back to the movie skits, I think my favorite one was uh, Montez Ford and um, Bianca Belair doing Titanic. 
They did it already? Sorry, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I got this jitterbug phone, man. I got to get rid of it. Uh, but anyway, uh, with the XFL, man, um, it was a great opening. Um, I saw a couple of the teams play. The games look interesting. Um, the crowd was into it. They haven't had capacity crowds at some of these stadiums yet, but I think that they're definitely, definitely on the way. Um, I'm excited to see more of the XFL. I know you guys aren't big uh, football fans, man, but uh, I think that Dwayne The Rock Johnson might have something on his hands. Um, I'm excited to see more from the XFL. Uh, fellas, have you heard any news about it? Let me go Chef, man. What do you think about the XFL? Do you think it's going to be great alternative football to the NFL? Yeah, I think it's going to be great football. You know what I mean? And it gives some of the little man that couldn't make the pros or arena leagues a chance to uh, spread their wings and fly. You feel me? And I'm glad The Rock he brought stock in it and shit. He, yeah, he making it way bigger. Like Vince McMahon had it. It was a, yeah, okay. But now people would like The Rock more than they like Vince. <laughs> so, you know, you already know what's going to happen. Yeah, man, I think The Rock was the perfect kind of catalyst to kind of bring it in because he has that story of playing, playing professional ball and then, you know, uh, being dropped from the team. So he, he he's played football uh, at both levels. I think he can really relate. And then having Danny, his ex-wife, as the, fem- the first female uh, owner of of a league that is huge on a lot of levels uh for her being i believe she's the woman of some type of color i don't know <laughs> what exactly she is uh she got a little bronze in her skin so uh but i mean i think that was huge for a woman period to be uh a, a, a owner of a whole football league i think that's really game changing and uh history making and i think that the xfl can be poised to be a great alternative to the uh, NFL if they do it right, if they do things right. Um, I'm just hoping that they do. Fellas, let me read some of these comments, man. Um, have a comment uh, from YouTube, Slim Majors. Uh, they should do Miz as Maverick into. I think that's a great idea. LP, what do you think about that? You think the Miz can pull off Maverick and Top Good? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the Miz is one of the guys. I can see him doing almost anything, but I, I think that could be a, I think that could be that could be cool if they use if they use the Miz like that. How they would what theme or the, they probably have to do the old the, do the old Top Gun. Don't do the new Top Gun. Do a theme from the old Top Gun. I think that could be. <laughs> I haven't even seen the new Top Gun yet. What do you say, Steph? They did it already. What? The Miz as Maverick. Where? It's, the, it's the promo for WrestleMania. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of cool. I was watching it right now. All right. I mean, Man, we don't got, have to. Uh, they got a couple. They have. They have the Miz as a. And his wife as for Maverick. They have Bianca Belair and her husband Montez Ford doing the Titanic, and they got Rhea Ripley doing 
one of them, and she's like a, a hospital patient. I forgot which one it is, but it's oh, the, it's kind of tough. Oh. oh, okay. I'm about to look them up. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know any of them was out, but the one. Well, look, fans, as, uh, as they pop up in WWE shares, and we're going to share them all to our platforms because I want to see more of those. I think that's really, really interesting, man. I think that's going to be kind of dope. Uh, you know, I'm going to do something a little bit different. LP, I hope I got you for a few seconds, man, because uh, I want you to do a tough talk real quick for me. But I want you to do a tough talk movie review on a movie that you just got finished seeing and that I saw on social media, you have some words for the people talking crap about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I just went to go see the movie with my son this weekend. I thought the movie was good, but you know, I got to go to the LP. I really want to see what he wants on the residents. Marvel expert man. Uh so we got to go to LPD to have a little tough time. Oh my god! 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 All right. So a little tough talk on the movie Ant-Man. Uh first and foremost, it was a very good movie. I thought it was a great movie to be at if you want to be honest about it. Um it was a good Ant-Man movie. Let's be very specific. It is an Ant-Man movie. It is not freaking Endgame. It is not Infinity War. It is not Avengers. It is a damn Ant-Man movie about a man who can control ants. If you really want to break it down, right? It was good. Everybody want to act like damn Kane was supposed to be Thanos in the first damn movie that Kane show up in. Thanos wasn't even Thanos when he first showed up. Thanos was Thanos was sitting in the chair his first three appearances. So why does everybody think that Thanos, that Kang was supposed to kill every damn body when he first started? It's called world building. Marvel is building worlds. They are taking their time. The main Kang, this might not be the main Kang. He got like a thousand different, they got a whole stadium full of Kings. So you don't even know which <laughs> Main King is gonna be on Loki, but who knows? But the people that's complaining about it talking about, oh my god, oh my god, this movie wasn't all that great. It wasn't. You thought you were going to go see Civil War? You was watching Ant Man. It's Ant Man three. First of all, who the hell would have thought we would have an Ant Man three at this given time? Ant Man one, Ant Man two, okay. Ant Man freaking three? Who the hell? That is like unfathomable to, to see that. And the people that act like that are supposed to be, I don't know what people expected it. Like, people have, I saw people saying they had too much comedy in it. It's Ant-Man! Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> they always got comedy in it. What did y'all, what, I don't understand what people are wanting to expect from these movies now. I was, being on TikTok driving me crazy because of stuff that people say it was a good, it is the best. It is the number one out of the three. Oh, Kane got beat by ants. If a if a if a damn bunch of ants came and attack any damn body right now, Batman, Superman, goddamn Goku, if they some highly intelligent ants and they come in drones, <laughs> I don't care who you are. I'm I 
I'm I'm a regular person. If a whole bunch of fire ants was in my bed when I woke up in the morning, that's it. I'm gone. I'm dead. My bed is full of my stuff. But I don't sleep on ants. So, like I said, going to be more. So just be quiet, sit and wait. It took us 10 years before we got Avengers. But everything else, y'all want stuff to happen in one, two movies. Take your time, chill, watch these movies, enjoy what they are, and shut the freak up. It's Ant Man. I'm done. <laughs> Let that breathe. Let that breathe. <laughs> I had I had to do a, a tough talk Marvel review, man, because I I saw the movie. I thought it was really good. It had some really great spots. They were. Uh, really building a whole new universe, a micro universe that was very interesting. Um, and I'm a big science buff, so this is a lot of stuff that kind of is this, but this also had me thinking about how time is viewed, right? And other worlds within our world. You know what I'm saying? When I drop, I drop a piece of popcorn on the floor. And I was about to eat it, and then I thought about Ant Man, and I'm like, man, it's a whole civilization. <laughs> this damn piece of popcorn. I don't know if I want this in my body. You know what I'm saying? It really got me thinking. Um, I liked it. I think Jonathan Majors did an amazing job as King. Um, he he really did some great storytelling. He opened up a whole new universe. And you're right, yep. He just just first introduction to that character and they had the I, I don't want to be a spoiler but kind of at the end it was a lot of them you know what I'm saying it was a lot of them and apparently he is the new threat in the Marvel Universe I think probably after him it's probably going to be the scrolls and then uh Galactus is going to eventually come down the pipeline sometime I hope I want to see that uh they kind of hinted at it on a couple of movies uh, prior to but I think Marvel is moving in a really great direction with their movie franchise and they're moving uh, over to younger actors and actresses to kind of carry on the brand because if you guys notice and I hate to say this but the old cast is kind of fading away in real life <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like you know, Jeremy Jeremy Renner, he's he's injured right now. I don't know what to to extent, but I don't think he's gonna be making no more uh, uh no more movies, action movies no time soon. Uh Chadwick Bozeman is no longer with us. I don't see uh I don't see I mean they they they're gonna kill it off a couple of characters and a lot of these old, other guys look so old. Don Cheadle. Look so feeble. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I remember when I was first introduced to Don Cheadle in colors. You know what I'm saying? I I remember that Don Cheadle. This Don Cheadle looked like if you blow on him wrong, he he gonna fall. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's a super, super elderly man. Um, They're kind of transitioning out of the older older actors man into some new blood man and i'm actually really excited to see where the marvel universe goes fellas uh so lp we're gonna have to bring you back and do another uh tough talk lp movie review 
You know what I'm saying? So you can have an outlet to let off some of this steam instead of pissing people off and unfriending people on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know, you want to see the promo? Huh? You want to see the uh, WWE promo? Do Do we want to see it? You want to see the promo? No, but I, I got to put a disclaimer out, copyright stuff. So now we go. We'll We'll do it on the page. <laughs> I'm trying not to have them take these down. These are valuable. This is valuable real estate. So you know, I ain't gonna have them flag me no more. I done had three videos flag. <laughs> Nope, ain't doing it no more. <laughs> so we're gonna paste it uh on our page, man, for everybody to see. Y'all can go on the best damn pages, man, and check that out. Uh Steph, man, we got some more comments for you. Uh some people saying that they're hungry, man. And uh Chef Showtime just so happens to have a little something, something for you. So uh prepare yourself, beautiful people. Uh, as we have Chef Showtime. What are you? Best damn recipes. Shit, business fire. I mean, if you want to eat it just for a chicken salad sandwich or just eat it in a lettuce wrap, it is delicious. Like, you have the video or? Yeah, I got you. Uh, beautiful people, this is your boy, Chef Showtime, chefing it up and making some chicken salad for y'all. Let's y'all. Before the oh, man. Yeah, my, my bad, bro. For the full recipe, you can go on the best damn page, and it's the full recipe with everything's in there. And it's, I'm telling you, once you eat it, it's life-changing. <laughs> oh, man. That little bomb. That instantly made me hungry. Right now, my stomach is eating my back, and I want to kick a salad sandwich, but I ain't got nothing. Chef, I ain't making nothing for a brother. You know what I'm saying? So, Chef, <laughs> I'm going to look at that recipe. And I'm gonna make me some chicken salad, you know what I'm saying, so I can have me a sandwich. But uh, if you guys want to check out more of Chef's recipes, man, you can go on our page, uh, or you can go to our group, and Chef will have that recipe posted up for you, fellas. It's been a great show, man. Uh, listen, we wanted to do a, a the best damn trivia, but we're running a little bit over time, so we're gonna have to save it for the next show. Uh, we're going to have Chef post a question online, and whoever wins that gets a prize. Tell you what it is. All thing you got to do is go over to the page. Best damn no, wrestling nation uh, and the BD wrestling podcast page, and I'm going to give you guys that information, but uh, Chef is going to post a question online, and let's see who get that thing right. Uh, we're gonna give them shout out 
and praise and credit on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, LP, you, you better watch some more of them Raws. Watch some hey. more of them. Watch some more of that Peacock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chef said he got some questions for your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Confucius. He's not ready. He's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're going to pick that up next show, man. Uh, we kind of ran over, but we had to talk about Elimination Chamber, and it was a lot to unpack. Fellas, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Chef Showtime. You can find me on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and Snapchat. It's Dante Carter or Chef Showtime. But right now, I'm just taking care of the family and working. That's where you, that's the whole thing I'm doing. And make some more videos. All right. Hey, man, y'all go check out Chef, man. Uh, he going to make some more videos for y'all, post some more recipes for y'all. And if y'all want some of his catering services, hit your boy up. Quote him a price. And he'll chef up something for you. Our resident chef of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, sir. LPC. Let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. I'm photo shoots all the time, like always. Fashion shows coming up, other events coming up. You can find everything uh, pretty much for the most part on my IG, one click photography shoots with an S. And just check out what I got going on. Hit me up. Awesome, awesome. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Uh, I got a lot going on myself, man. I, I I got my hands full, man. I'm juggling a lot right now. Um, but one of the main things that I'm focusing on is continuing to grow and support uh, a good cause, Blue Hawks for Autism, uh, which is a charity that we support. And so we have some great content coming out for there. Uh, we're taking donations to be able to help other families who have children with autism, provide services, resources, uh, and some great things for them. Uh, I'm open, opening up uh, a sensory store that has all kinds of sensory items. So if you have children or if you have little children or children with sensory needs, you can go to this store and you can see what we have in there, all kinds of solutions to be able to help you out. And we also have a podcast coming out called Ain't That Autism to be able to help families dealing with children who have disabilities or behavioral issues uh, be able to identify solutions for them to make things easier for themselves and their families. So you can go and follow your boy Brian Renegade on all my platforms or you can go to www.blueheartsforautism.com and support a good cause. We have all kind of paraphernalia up there. We have uh, fresh coffee that you can get and support a good cause and support people's helping people. And if you want to follow the show, you can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can go to our Facebook page at the BD. Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can go to our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow us on TikTok at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, well, you can just go over onto our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the 
best damn wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars five times five times five times you can support the show man we got all kind of stuff we got cups hoodies shirts and all kind of goodies for your pleasure so go over down to our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and support your boys. Fellas, it's been a great show as always. Uh, I'm going to go around the board. You know I love leaving positivity and good vibes in this thing. Uh, I guess this is my, my little way to be able to uh, spread some cheer to the beautiful people. Let the people know with the final word of the day. Chef, do you have a word for the beautiful people? Hmm, let me think. Oh, okay. I got one. Don't follow your dreams. Chase them. All right. You got to explain that one. <laughs> it's a no following dreams. <laughs> Chasing you. All right. Like, you know, people, when people follow, they, you know, they go slowly, you know, chase them down, chase your dreams down. You know, don't wait for nobody to help you, you know, do it yourself. You know, don't, don't, once you say, well, you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow my dreams. I'm just going, you know, that's when people working slowly with you. You feel me? If you chase down your dream, you're going to get to your dream and surpass it as soon as fast in a hurry. That's how I feel. All right. I dig it. I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we here now. We here. You know what I'm saying? I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> oh, man. Good word for, from Chef. Showtime. Don't follow your dreams. Chase after. Run after it. Go get it. Put some action your word. What what they what they call your feet back in the country? Pat and Charlie. Put Pat and Charlie to the pavement and go get what you want. Ain't that how it happened, LP? That's how it happened most of the time, ain't it? Yeah, that's how it happened. Yep. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. LPZ, uh, you know you got to leave people with a final word. What you got? Uh, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, it matters how many times you get back up. I know that's right. Uh, man, you can fall down, and if you can look up, you can get up. You know what I'm saying? If you fall, it's okay to fall down, it's okay to trip, it's okay to you know do some stupid stuff on the way down, just don't stay down there. The people that stay down there, they don't they don't want you to lift them up. They don't want you to come down there with them. And don't do that. Be surround yourself around people that, that when they get knocked up, they get right back up because that teaches you resilience. And you actually get to see resilient people. And you can learn a lot from resilient people because they never have everything that they want, but they always have everything that they need. Because they make sure that they get it and they protect it. So if you get knocked down, it's okay. Get your ass back up. That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? That's all that matters. That's a good one there, PZ. I like that one. I like that one. Oh man. Uh 
word for the day for the beautiful people. I guess I I got to go ahead and uh, and tell you. Um, I got a shirt on that's pretty fitting. I like this shirt. Got it from Target. Y'all can go get you one if you want to. It's Bruno on the shirt. They did Bruno wrong as hell in that movie. You know what I'm saying? In that movie, it shows that people are gonna talk about you. They are gonna talk down on you. Sometimes it might be your own people. Might be your own people, might be your own family. Now, that's not to say that Bruno was not talented. Bruno was very talented. Bruno was probably the most talented in the whole entire family. Bruno was misunderstood. Bruno had to hide who he really was. And at the end of the movie, Bruno was not the problem. The problem was what everybody else thought about Bruno. They never took the time to go to talk to Bruno himself and ask Bruno how he felt. They make songs about Bruno and everything. <laughs> Told everybody, we don't talk about Bruno. No, no. Everybody in the town blamed Bruno for their problems. When the real person that they needed to be looking at was the person in the mirror. Because the only thing that Bruno did was tell the truth. Some people don't like people that tell the truth. When you meet people and people are not ready to hear that truth, man, you are the biggest enemy villain in history. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a truth teller. I tell people how I feel to their face. I ain't got no problems with it, no qualms about it because I'm a truth teller. I can be a Bruno sometimes. So if you feel like a Bruno sometimes, it's okay. Just believe in yourself. Believe in who you are. Because sometimes people people have a problem with the perception of you and not actually you yourself. You know what I'm saying? So if you ever feel like a Bruno, don't feel discouraged. Your family can talk about you. It's okay. The people in the neighborhood can talk about you. It's okay. Kids can talk about you. It's okay. As long as you know who you are. Embrace your inner Bruno. Embrace your inner Bruno. Like I said, Bruno was the most talented person in the whole town. But it was the perception that people had of Bruno that made Bruno the villain. But Bruno hid from who he was. So, if you feel like you were Bruno... Just believe in yourself. It's okay if people talk about you. Keep them talking. You know what I'm saying? Just do something that changes the perception that people have of you. I think that's a good word for today. I kind of went left field on it and brought it back, but it's okay. <laughs> I felt like I was preaching, boy. Well, I'm sweating over here. You know what I'm saying? So to all my Brunos, the best damn nation thank you for joining us we will see you next week on the next best damn wrestling podcast fellas it's always an honor and a pleasure beautiful people best damn nation we bid you again